0: Welcome to Eyes Up, a podcast that champions representation, where we see you and give you insight on what the future of your career can look like. I'm your host, Dr. Damaris Raymondi, and today I'm coming at you with a short inspirational episode, answering the question, is optometry a dying profession? I get this question all the time on social media. And now that I find myself quickly approaching my sixth year anniversary of graduating and therefore being a practicing optometrist, I can give you a very firm no. No, optometry is very far from being a dying profession. Because if that were the case, my colleagues and I would be finding a significant decline in our caseloads. And the opposite is true. We're seeing so many more patients every day with more complex cases And we find ourselves communicating more and more with other healthcare professionals and educating them and really working as a team on the medical management of our patients. Like I just said, I've been seeing so many more patients now as compared to when I first started in July 2015. And one of the reasons for that is that every day thousands of people in the United States and really around the world. They are joining our senior population. They're turning 65 and they're signing up for Medicare. So what does that mean? That means that they all have access to different doctors. So where does that put ophthalmology in the scape of everything? The number of ophthalmologists, it really, that has not increased at the same rate as our elderly population has increased. There are only, you know, a a certain amount of training positions available, and it really takes 12 plus years for someone, for a person to become an attending ophthalmologist. And to become an optometrist, it also takes anywhere between eight and nine years. It takes many years to produce an eye doctor. And As such, because there's also an increase in the elderly population, there's going to be a greater need for eye care professionals to take care of all those retirees. As we've all seen in our own respective practices and institutions, our ophthalmologists are concentrating more and more on more complicated medical conditions and more on surgeries and leaving primary eye care roles and other diseases that you can manage without surgical intervention to optometrists, so the training is shifting on both spectrums in that way. So we can look forward to doing even more things than what we do now in terms of disease management. You all know that I'm really passionate about providing eye care to underserved populations, but the reality is that people from all walks of life need eye care. I can't tell you how many times I've had patients who on paper seem extremely different. In New York, I'll get a celebrity, then I'll get an Ivy League professor, and then I will get someone who recently immigrated and who's only been in the U.S. for one day. And unfortunately, sometimes I'll have to give all of them the same bad news. You have advanced glaucoma. You have advanced cataracts. So the patient education component, we still need to reach everyone. We still have a lot of work to do to really put an end to preventable vision loss. Optometrists play a pivotal role in doing all that. Even with the rise of Zenny and Warby Parker and all these other websites, optical-only clinics that are really focused on refractions, they are still super busy. If that's all you do, you're still going to find plenty of work. There's still so much left to do. Glasses prescriptions are so complicated. There are many checkpoints that need to be done. And if for some reason, you know, you find yourself in that situation, it happens. It happens to even residency trained doctors. It's many different circumstances. But if you find yourself there, you're still going to have plenty of work. And that's why people still do it. It is still profitable. But always know that you need to evolve. And you do need to diversify your skills and learn more and do more and not be stagnant and ask for help. But that being said, because that mode of practice is still profitable and is still around and in big cities it is very common, that in itself points to the fact that optometry is not a dying profession. And patients, while they might not completely understand the disease component of it, they totally get the whole vision part of it because vision is super important. So if you find yourself in that setting, that's great. You're getting a lot of work done. You're seeing a lot of people. But know that you got to evolve and you got to change. And that's something that I've done. I started off in a boutique optical and I slowly started adding more dry eye treatments to my patients, getting them more educated about their eyes, doing uh, more RGPs, which are hard contact lenses. It's nice to kind of coast and feel content. Which, again, if you're coasting, that means that this profession is not dying, right? But you always got to keep on learning new things. You are more than capable of diversifying your skills in optometry. You can become a medical optometrist. All you have to do is take continuing education courses. If you're not sure where to find these courses, you can send me a DM. You can... Even ask your mentors. It, maybe it's something that we overlook and we might not think of, but I know that with my mentees, I send them links to different lectures to attend to, and that way they become more familiar with uh, the other ways of practicing optometry. Another awesome resource is this podcast. I interview so many amazing optometrists who are doing awesome things and Their contact info is readily available there. You got to start asking for help. And what are the other things you can do in optometry? So you can become more disease focused. You can become more focused in pediatrics. And what I mean by more focused is that maybe if you didn't do a residency and you feel stuck, no need. You can still find your niche. You can still you can learn how to do ortho K That's not hard. It's not hard when you have someone who's able to take you under their wing and show you. And you can learn how to fit scleral contact lenses. There are so many people who do want to help, but they don't know that you're interested in it. So you got to reach out and cold email them. That's what I do, folks. I cold email and it works. And it's something that's allowed me to connect with other optometrists and really, you know, get, get myself thinking in the bigger picture. On her episode, on Eyes Up, Dr. Suzanne Sherman told us that we always have to keep our eye on what's next. We might be happy in our current position, but you never know what else is available. So always keep your mind open to that possibility. And the episode where she said that and served us other bursts of knowledge is called Medical Optometry with Dr. Sherman. And you can find that on Eyes Up. So check your playlist for that. And Dr. Patino, on her episode entitled A Tale of Three Practices with Dr. Patino, her advice to us is to always have goals. If you have those goals, you're going to try to achieve them and then you will achieve them. So many optometrists are doing such incredible things. Sometimes it might just on the surface appear like general eye care, but that can be awesome in its own right, too. You just got to look for it. Have you heard of Blake Kuahara? Blake Kuahara is an optometrist, and he went to Berkeley School of Optometry. And he is a frame designer, ultra luxury. Check it out, Blake Kuahara. Just Google that and reach out to him. Ask him questions. See how he pivoted into fashion. That's something that you could do. Dr. Candace Moore was a previous guest on Eyes Up!, And she is getting ready to launch her makeup line. Isn't that super exciting? I can't wait to hear more about it, but that's something else that you could do. Dr. Calderon is now the chief of primary care at SUNY Optometry and is really shaping the way that our future optometrists are practicing. Dr. Patino just recently opened up her third practice location you can do that too. And what am I doing? Well, I am still a hospital-based optometrist. I am keeping my eyes and mind open to other opportunities. And I have reached out to other hospital-based optometrists within my own system Yes, I cold emailed them, and that's something that you have to do. You just got to approach and see how they navigated their career and the different ideas that they have for their future. We can't really network like we used to now. You have to go out there and get in people's inboxes, get in their DMs. What else have I done? I attended GSLS, which is the Global Specialty Contact Lens Symposium, Google that. All right. That was a couple weeks ago. It was completely free. A lot of these conferences are free now to register for because they're virtual. And one optometrist did an amazing presentation on scleral contact lenses. I cold emailed her and we had a really nice dialogue. And that's something else that you can do too. If you want to learn more about scleral contact lenses, because that is definitely a sort of undiscovered Area of optometry. What I mean by undiscovered is that it doesn't get all the negativity as much as like traditional refractive optical services. So I attended Wu University. Check that out. It was it was just last Sunday and it was really informative and great. So there's so many other things you can do, and truly everything is figure outable. Unfortunately, sometimes people might let you to think that things are impossible or hard to learn but let me tell you from all this life experience that i have now nothing is impossible to learn everyone just needs to be given a chance to learn and to be seen because everything is figure outable and if someone tries to make you feel that uh in a certain negative way that it's not well that's just them gatekeeping and if you don't know what gatekeeping means, that means it's it's the activity of when someone tries to be controlling or limiting and tries to limit general access to something. And there are so many dying professions. Lawyers are supposed to be a dying profession. So are postal workers. What else? Can you think of something? Maybe dentistry or orthodontists are a dying breed. Librarians are a dying breed. All these things, right? If you tell someone you wanna become a YouTuber, they'll tell you no. But none of these professions are dying. And optometry is just like that, most definitely not dying. You just have to evolve and change how you're doing things. Don't be so passive because in this world and society time that we live in, you cannot be passive. You gotta just keep trying new things. And this is something that I learned from Tony Robbins. Whenever you feel discouraged about your business idea, there's so many people around you doing the same thing and you feel kind of down. Just go to your local grocery store and look down at that bread aisle. How many different bread companies are there? And they are all selling the same thing. All of us need to eat. All of us need our eyes examined. Don't doubt your ability. There is a place for you. And what I want you, my listener, to take from this episode is just three words. Is that you are capable. If you love this episode, do share it with a friend and leave eyes up a rating. Doing these things allows more listeners to find me, and when I have more listeners, I can continue to grow and keep on bringing you all this revolutionary content as an independent one-woman hosted, produced, and edited podcast. For a deeper dive into the topics covered on this episode, check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram at eyesuppod. See you next week, and head up, eyes up, together we rise up.